Welcome to Inspiring Legal, the podcast for in-house legal. Get insights, learn from peers, life lessons from some of the most influential GCs. If it's related to in-house legal, we cover it. For more inspiration, go to openly.com slash community. Welcome back to this episode of Inspiring Legal, where I have the pleasure of welcoming William. William, we are delighted to have you. Um, for the listeners out there, who is William and like, what is your background? Thanks, Dina. I uh, really appreciate it. It's great to be on. My background, in a nutshell, maybe can be told by my accent. Um, or lack of an accent, but I'm originally from the, the U.S., uh, but have been in Denmark for 10 plus years now. Um, have also lived a number of places and have been quite mobile uh, in my, my personal life and career, but have made a home now here in Denmark. Fantastic. So for the listeners out there, William Wade has been working for Sitecor for 11 years. And recently, you launched what is called Sitecore's Legal Hub 0.1. I will be asking you so many questions because I think this is something that people will really, truly find inspiring because you've set the goal to becoming the most innovative legal department, as I understand it. But before the, we in, start... In, in the industry, we'll, we'll start... We'll start being the most innovative legal department in the industry, and then we'll see where we can we can go from there. But that is ambitious, but it also means that you've been thinking a lot about, I guess, how to innovate, how to work. But maybe to take a step back for the ones that don't know Sitecore, uh, what is the company, what industry, and maybe also just how big is your legal team? Sure. Well, the legal team is we are 23 people in all, including all various types of, of legal professionals, um, not just attorneys uh, that make up our team. So we're 23 in all spread out globally. Uh, take back to, you know, 10 years ago or so. When I started, I was the second. Uh, so we've, we've grown since then. I, I would say we haven't grown enough to support all the needs of the business, but that's what most in-house teams uh, would also say, uh, especially in the, in the tech world, uh, it's tough to keep up. Uh, in terms of Sitecore, yeah, so Sitecore started out as an early CMS provider, so that's content management systems, just a way to ma manage content on your website. Uh, the simplest example was, you know, in the early days, you know, even dating back to the, the early 2000s, if you wanted to make an edit on a website uh, for you know similar content, you might have to go on every individual page and make that edit. So it's crazy how <laughs> how how much things have advanced since then. But uh, Sitecore, you know, started out founder-led company uh, by Michael Seifert, um, and it was really about a you know how how can we build websites and and make the process of managing content easier and they were a big player on the scene and also got started in the bay area through a family um 
connections and, and other early investors so that when they were starting in Denmark, they were also starting almost in parallel in the U.S. And that shaped a lot of the early success of the company that it didn't have to make that jump from Europe to the U.S. that, that we are, were established there. And in fact, a lot of U.S. customers would most likely identify Sitecore as a U.S. company and not necessarily even understand its origins. Uh, that's a big part of the success. In terms of the product, yeah, so CMS, that's old, you know, old hat now. Uh, I think to describe our product suite and the kind of industry we're in, you call it the digital experience uh, mm -hmm. world, uh, which can mean different things, but it is a lot about how you engage with the website, uh, how, you know, personalizing content, uh, of course, with consent, GDPR consent, of course, uh, all of that is privacy by design built into it. But it is about being able to send the, the right content uh, to your customer, whether you're a B2B or B2C customer. Sitecore's customers can send the right content at the right time. So, what have been the challenges? Um, so I know a lot of the listeners and a lot of people in the community are sitting right now and, and really focusing on especially improving sales. Um, we have the community re community report um, that we built together with the community. And that shows that more than like any other department, sales and commercial are requiring the most resources from in-house legal teams. Uh, I think on average, Agreed. like 71% of all community members said that sales were the most demanding team to support. And they yes. were also just taking like arms and legs, uh, more or less, uh, from the legal teams. What have been the challenges um, to to kind of build the, uh, the, the legal hub? Well, it's definitely true uh, with sales and, and Sitecore is no different in our field legal team is the largest uh, when we think of those 23 legal professionals, uh, a huge chunk uh, is set within the field. And a lot of the things that I do as well is focused on supporting uh, our field field legal team, which supports field everything. Field is the sales? Field, field is uh, the sales, yes. So anything, okay. anything commercially driven and any mm -hmm. revenue generating contract and, and related. Of course, it's all can be interrelated, but that that that's what I mean. So we can sales is also just a, a good word to use. Mm. So it's the same. It's the same here uh, that we use that, and the challenges, uh, in large part, I really feel is how how can we present information in a way that will support the sales process. Uh, and will be advantageous and a value add to our sales team, both to save resources of asking, uh, you know, the having to answer, excuse me, the, the same question again and again. Mm -hmm. again yeah. you know, how can we focus our resources, um, obviously, towards the customer so they will have less questions uh, because mm -hmm. we have been so transparent and have really tried to give them the full picture of what we're doing, which make the sales person's lives easier, decrease deal cycles, you know, the length of the time it takes to, to close a deal mm -hmm. by doing that, 
but also give our, our own sales team that ammunition to to take take into those discussions yeah. uh, when a customer you know legal departments from our customers you know they want to show their value as well you you run into these situations where you can mm-hmm. see that they may not have an issue with your contract but they are trying to show you the value to their organization uh, exactly. and, and, and we're cognizant of that and you know but how how can we may still make that process easier and i think it goes back to engaging the customer and being transparent uh that's transparent 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 uh is what we we want to offer so explain our agreement setup understand we'll have some disagreements but explain why we have set Mm -hmm. up language the way we have and also you know a, a big conversation point that came up the middle of this is that are we are we really going to put all our legal agreements out there where our competitors mm-hmm. can see them could as well. just to just copy it and the really it was 99 percent yes we're going to do that that this is about the customer it's not mm-hmm. about our competitor or um you know trying to to hide things from them if our competitors want to take it and run with it i i think that's also fine I, mm-hmm. then it just shows that we're you know we are being that that innovative and, and leading department uh if others come after us yeah so but amazing that was uh you know especially within the business they even had some questions you know do we want to do that but after some ended up being short conversations you know all mm-hmm. the way up through our executive leadership team everyone said yes this is all about the customer and it's about transparency so you know go at it and um you know (laughs) so but yeah they uh yeah the difficulties uh i think the initial difficulty i would say in in trying to set something like this up is is getting the support internal support and and funding to do it even if the Mm -hmm. funding is resources of the legal team yeah because it didn't require new tools for you didn't require new tools yet uh you say that's that's looking at the the next step uh but it definitely required reach you know we also engaged uh you know a global law firm to give their point of view you know we have Mm -hmm. our internal point of view and we have attorneys scattered around the globe but we really wanted someone to sit and say, if you're advising a client uh, in France, in Germany, in the US, in the UK, and you saw our contract, you know, what what are you telling them? What do you think we could improve? And then taking all that internal feedback uh, also from our, our sales team and issues that they perceive, fusing that all together with uh, external feedback to, to get the result um, that we have today but in order to do that 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 did require having you know a budget Mm -hmm. and getting that budget it's it's not prohibitive uh but there is you do have to get a budget and getting those internal resources is actually one of the more the more challenging items you're Uh, taking them from somebody but you said taking them or you know moving me from my prior role into this role it was about our clo having really supporting this and having 
our, our CEO and ELT, you know, very excited and also supportive of this. And when mm -hmm. you have that in place, then you have some room to, to run mm -hmm. and, and deliver, but it's very important that, you know, that you're given that freedom and, you know, the resources, uh, especially when you're, you're, you're doing this for the first time mm -hmm. and making that jump, you really have to set that up. So, uh, it's, it's set up to succeed because if we, if it's something you're supposed to be doing on the weekend or, you know, after yeah. working hours, it's, it just, it won't get done. And, um, you know, in a, in a reasonable time frame. I mean, this took us dating back to April to when we launched in, yeah. you know, early November. So that was, it takes time. It takes time uh, and we also wanted to do it right. Um, mm -hmm. And now you have the fun of setting up all the backend processes. You know, if mm -hmm. we have to make updates, how do those wow. work? You know, how do you <laughs> set those up? How do you set up good feedback loops? so that you're updating the right things uh while at the same time exploring all the other possibilities that are out there because our ultimate goal is this idea of uh, a smart contract uh, mm. which is a, a good buzzword now but what we mean by that is eventually there'll be a customer portal even in this b2b context there'll be a customer portal where, where they'll go in and the transaction will all take place within this mm, portal, including the legal documents. Uh, and there'll be drop down menus for certain provisions uh, that also may have consequences for price, uh, et cetera. And there'll be chat boxes for questions and there'll still be humans uh, on site cores end, of course, you know, leading the process, but the, you'll really have that one-stop shop and you'll get your password and you'll be able to go in and, you know, to this part of the legal hub where the entire transactional process takes place. That's not tomorrow um, for, I think, anyone, but also not for us. But that's where we want to go. And this is the this was the, the first step uh, in, in that direction. So maybe if you are sitting as a listener and you're thinking, how do I get started? What is your best tip? It's a great question. To get started, I think it's finding out internally who you need to, to buy in to this vision. Uh, and then of course, as maybe this is uh, almost redundant for, for an in-house audience, but understand you know who you're speaking to uh mm -hmm. you're, you're going to frame a project in a way where you're going to show the benefits to the stakeholders that you need uh you know whose support that you need so you you're going to focus on the aspects that are going to make their lives much easier uh and will save them time save mm -hmm. them money uh and really focus the presentation on how it'll benefit those who support you need. Uh, and you may have, have in your back pocket all the the other things that you want to do uh, with such a project to, to just benefit the, the legal team or to improve things um, you know, in you know, a, a subjective manner. 
but ultimately it's about identifying those internal stakeholders who support your need and uh, funding or whatever whatever mm -hmm. the form the support takes uh, and selling it to them uh, selling to them a vision uh, of how much easier you know their life is going to be and I think that's yeah. the that's the starting point mm -hmm. uh, in my mind then I'm going to ask you another question, and that is back to the question or maybe the fact that sales just drives a lot of cost for the in-house legal teams. So I worked in-house for six years running a legal team and a privacy team compliance team, a little below 50 people. And we, too, used the most resources on sales. Yeah. Closing month, quarters, and everything is just you drop everything you have more or less and you support yeah. the sales teams. Um, and when I was sitting there, I would love just to know what are the best kind of like long hanging fruits that I can implement that will just make the legal team's lives easier. Uh, one of the things we did was create a playbook. Like, so you're using the contract negotiations, you're getting the same feedbacks and you can easily optimize that process by having kind of like standard wording, good explanations, give that to sales, educate them. What is your best kind of like low hanging fruit tip that you can pass on to the community when it comes to sales? Ooh, low hanging fruit. It can be difficult with low hanging fruit. Maybe some me, <laughs> okay, me, so me, media, medium hanging fruit. <laughs> I can ex absolutely playbooks, uh, negotiation guidelines. We we've had that in place for a while, uh, and we'll we'll be updating those. Reminds me, I got to get to that. But updating those <laughs> for our, our new our new legal hub world and our, and our updated agreements. So that's a key tool. Uh, I find that those are mostly useful for the actual legal professionals negotiating the contracts. Uh, sales, I think it's difficult for them to to, to, to really carry that out. Um, but that yeah. brings me to my, maybe not low-hanging fruit, but what has been the, the key, key element to removing a lot of that noise uh, and difficulty on our legal team supporting sales. And that was finally establishing a deal desk. Uh, yeah. And, and the idea with the deal desk is it's the hub uh, and then the spokes go out to legal, to finance, to sales, obviously, uh, and various other orgs uh, whose support may be needed to um, for a specific deal and, and to work on it. And it'd been a year's long process of setting up a deal desk. Uh, and when our new CLO came on board, the first two things we spoke about is we're going to fight to get a deal that's set up and we're going to start in motion this idea of uh, legal hubs and, and smart contracts. And, and, you know, it was up to me to figure out how, how to get there. But those are the two things that we agreed on from day one. Uh, mm -hmm. And so getting a deal desk in place uh, and again, what is the deal desk? It, it, you can define it differently for, for each company but it's essentially someone that can take over the initially the commercial elements of a deal because the biggest problem in Sitecore's legal department historically was the amount of time we had to spend on the order form and yeah. all the commercial elements in the order form, which really wasn't legal work uh, other than 
you know, the need to, of course, you know, help express language that matched the, the commercial agreement between the parties. Uh, but we were spending so much time on tax issues or, mm-hmm. you know, product based issues uh, that, you know, and it was weighing, weighing down our resources. And so putting a deal desk in place uh, where everyone's bought in within the sales mm-hmm. org and they are the, that commercial shield. Uh, so legal doesn't need to be involved. Yes, you have that, that middleman, right? It's or a middleman. Uh, yeah. Desk. And then the hope and the our deal desk is also still new. Uh, th- it was okay. also started in January, February this year, and it is now kind of fully rolled out globally. And so the next steps would be getting deal desk to also do some of the low hanging legal fruit. Um, so we're making amendments via the order form, uh, that is, you know, will be one of the next steps. So the legal doesn't really need to be involved unless there's an actual substantive legal matter or there's something, um, novel, uh, that, that needs a little help on, but the deal desk would be reaching out, um, to, to legal. It takes a lot to set that up. Uh, but I think there's opportunities even without a deal desk proper to identify some resources that can help run that part of the deal. So you don't just have uh, the entire deal sitting with legal um, and then the, the salesperson to saying legal, yeah, so, when, so... When, when is the deal done? Uh, that's where we don't want uh, yeah. to be. That's not beneficial to, to anyone. So your deal, uh, the deal desk at Sidecore has been placed within the commercial organization, driven by commercial, but with support from legal. Is that how you kind of like organized it? Yeah, it's, um, yes, it's it's within the, the operations team and the sales team. So there's there's a lot of dotted lines and, you know, things going in that direction. But the they're absolutely clued in to, to the commercial team and work closely with the sales team. And everyone is a, a huge fan. I mean, it, it, it makes everyone's lives easier. Uh, also when legal doesn't have to be speaking to uh, arcane commercial elements that we, we may not understand. I think that just leads to, to confusion. So establishing some sort of, some setup, whether it's a fully functional deal desk or uh, a much smaller, you know, department uh, where commercial elements can be filtered through, um, you know, other persons, you know, more more suited to to run that part of the operation. That means that the legal department should then hopefully see mostly just legal, um, you know, the legal matters and legal questions, and not not items that should be answered uh, on the commercial end, which is easier said than done. Uh, <laughs> in my experience, much yeah. easier said than done. Uh, and then on the legal side, like I said, if we have legal hub and we have these resources and you have guidelines, then that's where you can focus on then, you know, removing uh, those repetitive questions and tasks mm-hmm. and, and getting those out of the way. So legal is really only engaged if there's something novel or obviously a, you know, a very large contract uh, yeah. where, where it's going to require that attention regardless of how beautiful your legal hub may be. Yeah. Yeah. So um, summing up, 
playbooks, guidelines, legal desk, legal hub, a lot of work, but totally worth it. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. And to, to, uh, I think, uh, going back to the beginning, I would advise that to think out of the possible, to think about what you may want to do uh, in even a few years time. Uh, and, and don't, don't park that from the beginning, you know, go through that exercise of like, what, what would the perfect world look like? And then dial back to, to what's achievable. Uh, because otherwise you may not, you may not get there. You, you shouldn't, it, you know, you can get there eventually. Uh, and that's our hope too. And, you know, we, we want to set up, you know, uh, legal insights and, and blogs, you know, via the legal hub, engaging in legal design and how not only with the legal hub, but internally and how legal design can play, uh, you know, a meaningful role uh, in, and making it more engaging for visitors to the site and, and ultimately our, our customers and trying to be on the cutting edge there as well. And, uh, but that all can't be done, you know, in one fail swoop, but it was important that we identified all these really cool things that we eventually want to do, mm -hmm. uh, instead of just saying, well, that's not going to be possible right now. So let, let's not spend time discussing it. Thank you so much, William, for sharing, um, especially on this topic, because it is on top of mind for so many out there, uh, especially when you're working in-house legal. Maybe one last tip uh, from you. Is there anyone you're following on LinkedIn or resources that you go to to read inspirational content to help you or your legal team? On, on, on your daily work yeah it's a great it's a great question there's not a single source but i'm very engaged with acc hmm? association of corporate counsel and there's a lot of lot of benefits to to networking also within certain subject matter subject matter areas uh, whether it's uh, legal ops or you know anything else privacy uh, you know, SaaS tech-based contracts. There's various groups, and I know I still haven't utilized it fully, but it's a great resource also for asking questions and getting answers from a community. Uh, uh, so that's that's probably my main one. But I'm also still searching, like I said, uh, thinking about legal design. I I don't know a one-stop shop to to go to 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 mm -hmm. think about that. So I'm. I'm constantly searching for other communities uh, as well, you know, whether that could be within ACC or, or something separately. But I think the community-based model, which I know is very much your model, Stina, with Openly, which I think is fantastic. Uh, I, I'm really searching out those, those type of organizations or setups where you can get involved and kind of contribute as needed, but really just kind of see it as a resource of, of like-minded professionals i think the more the more of those you can be involved in uh the the better and the more inspiration you get from and the more inspiration and yeah i i don't have all I, all the ideas and so i rely on uh lots of different people uh and s smarter people than me to to help so it's uh completely agree so talking about smarter people is there anybody that in the legal community right now that you get inspiration from? 
or that you could recommend others maybe to 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 take a look at? Well, I get inspiration from what you're doing, Stina. Oh, that, uh, thank we you. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't set this up. So, no, we uh, didn't. I'm blushing. It's an honest answer. Uh, I think it's you're you're doing a community building exercise, and you're bringing up topics that are, are pertinent, um, not just for a Danish audience, but for a, you know a global audience. Uh, and those are the type of things that that inspire me uh, to to try to set up my own communities or to be contributing members of uh, these communities that I find. So th there isn't a, you know, a single person that, uh, that I'm going to, to find inspiration, but I've very much been inspired by the, the community that, that you've created because it goes way beyond what, you know, even openly just does as a business. And that's what I find inspiring that it, it's, it's reaching beyond what you do um, to, you know, to, to tackle subject matter, subject matter areas and to provide help. Uh, of course, it's, you know, it, it, this is, it's great branding for, for the organization, but you can always tell that there's actual a care and interest that goes beyond just that. And that's what I hope, you know, we can do at Sitecore with, with our team as well. And some of the, the innovations, you know, that we can, we can help establish our own communities not just, um, you know, how, how can Sitecore, you know, sell more, more licenses, but mm -hmm. how we can also be that, that innovative legal team and inspire and, you know, develop communities. So I've been inspired by that. So good, good, good job. Well, thank you for um, the kind words, but also for inspiring the community about how you've been working with innovating your legal team, supporting sales and making a difference for your team. So on that note, William, thank you so much. If people want to get inspired by you, can they follow you on LinkedIn or otherwhere? Uh, other yeah, things? absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. So uh, that's one inspiring tip from here. Follow William and, and uh, see what Sitecore and how they are. See what we're up to next. Exactly. Yes. Fantastic. Well, thank you. And uh, thank you to the listeners out there. I hope you was inspired. were inspired. Thanks, Tina. Thank you so much for listening in to Inspiring Legal. Remember to subscribe. And if you want more information, you can always go to openly.com slash community. That was openly.com slash community.